You're listening to Coach Talk, a podcast about coaching for improvement in health and social care. Here you will meet several international experts and coaches to discuss challenges, opportunities, models and tools that might be useful when you coach others to make improvements. Hello, and here we are this afternoon with Dee Gray from uh, Wales or from UK. Dee? Uh, from both. From, uh, I'm based in, in North Wales and I live in the UK, yeah. Yeah, and you are coming here today for the Microsystem Festival. Yes, um, I started travelling about five o'clock this morning and so far I can honestly say the journey has been well worth it. Oh, wow, wonderful. Um, and I think the same because we already had really nice conversations. Uh, I would like to to invite people to listen to our conversations and to think about it and maybe to share their ideas afterwards. Can you tell me a little bit more about what's your experience as a coach and uh, why are you here? Well, um, I started coaching a number of years ago uh, when I worked for Welsh Government. And at that time, we wanted to develop a uh, cadre of high-level coaches that could deliver coaching across the whole of the public and third sectors in Wales. And I was the, one of the first of that cohort. So I did my um, master's level in coaching with the Welsh Government and uh, progressed from there. Um, my area of coaching now is, is quite specialised. I work primarily with people who are in very stressful working environments and um, mostly in the public sector, yeah. And you are, you are having some kind of a model. What, what do you call your model? Yes, um, I was wonderfully um, enthralled by bumping into the work of Erin Antonovsky about seven years ago. And so from that, I worked with a couple of other coaches to develop a salutogenic coaching model. And that has now become central to all of my coaching practice and the coaching practice of my associates. And it's embedded in all of our training programs. So, so what does it mean? It basically makes making sense of um, stressful environments and experiences in order to improve your resilience and well-being and bring about positive change for yourself and for others that you work with. Okay, so as a coach, how do you use it? It's um, based on a lot of theories. So it's based on the well-being theories of Antonovsky and the science of pedagogy and neuroscience. So that sounds like a lot of sciences, but it's actually very, very practically focused. I show people how to use a very simple model. And that very simple model enables people to remember a process whereby they can stop and just to make sense of what is going on at that point of time in their lives. It's very, very quick and easy to learn and to remember. And because of that, it makes learning the model and the program very sustainable because people don't forget how to use it. Okay, you, you said you, um, it makes people stop and learn. And we just had a colleague here in the room. And her question was, how, how do you make people stop and not, um, maybe they get demotivated by stopping them? Yeah, um, I think in a lot of us uh, are very engaged and motivated by the work we do. So we can often find ourselves rushing headlong into 
wonderful experiences and maybe not stopping and thinking whether this is the right way to go or um, maybe not stopping and thinking turned out to be the wrong way to go. So ref stopping and reflecting can be something that we need to learn, especially with the, the times that we're living in. We live in very fast-paced environments and that can nurture an urgency that sometimes we don't need. So we kind of need to unpick that very gently and very, very simply and allow ourselves sometimes just a few moments to say, is this the right way? And that sometimes is all you need. You don't need to sit down for an hour and go off into some meditative trance. Sometimes you just need to ask, is this the right way? Or how did I get here? And that can help you to reflect. All right. Um, so her question, how do you get people to reflect, mm. is to keep it quite simple. Just Ab absolutely. And I think for we make this bigger than it has to be. So we think reflection has to be sitting for long periods of time and, uh, you know, uh, focusing and honing down on different thoughts. But it can be something very, very, very simple. Good. And you were telling about your model, about that it was um, two circles. Could you describe the circles? Yes. Um, the model is based on two polarized spaces. One is called the best self space and the other is called the peripheral space. So when we start working with people, teams, and whole groups of people, we always start with these two polarized spaces. By doing that simple drawing out of the spaces and thinking what it's like for yourself being in those spaces, you are already reflecting on who you are when you are at your best self and what it's like for you when you end up in the peripheral space. Once we have done that with people, that very simple sort of two-circle exercise, then we start to construct a resilience scale with people and um, develop a situational awareness of how well am I, how, 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 how healthy am I. And from there you can become very proactive about my, your own mind, resilience and well-being and also your colleagues. You, you know when they're not functioning well, you, you know because you've spent some time figuring that out. So you mean you are taking care of your colleagues? You are taking care of yourself first and then you're taking care of your colleagues and your teams and the broader organizational environment you work in and your communities. You, you're taking care of your communities because you become aware of when you need to act. All right, all right. So um, this uh, interview is about coaching mm -hmm. and we are interviewing other coaches. But what do you see as a challenge as a coach, as the biggest challenge? In this area of work? Yeah. I, I work, my, my colleagues, we work with people who are often not in a very good space themselves. So you need to look after yourself so you can work with them. The work can be quite um, demanding. So you, you need to look after yourself and you, as a coach, you need to be able to uh, walk the talk. You need to show to the people that you're coaching, look, I'm doing this for me. Look, I can work in this area. I can see that you are feeling very stressed. I can hold your hand and I'm fine. So learn this skill. Walk the talk, uh, yeah. be a role model. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. it sounds, sounds a bit cheesy. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Um, I was just thinking, so 
are you are you coaching yourself or do you have a buddy who is coaching you? I, I, I do coach myself. Yeah, I do self coaching and when I, and I teach people how to self coach, how to have a word with themselves to to remain self aware and, and not just slip into old habits. So I do do that. Sometimes I'm human. I slip into old habits, though. Yeah, but I forgive myself. Of course. Yeah. Um, but I also have a buddy. Yes, I have a coach, supervisor, and I have a mentor, and I have coaching conversations with them. Mm. So, so can that be an idea for everybody who's coaching that they first time coach themselves, mm. that they really take the responsibility? I'm coaching myself, taking care of myself, mm. but I'm going to link up with a buddy and trying to find a mentor. Mm. Mm. Is there a difference between a buddy and a mentor? Yeah, because uh, you, for me, my, my coaching mentor is there um, to guide me specifically with um, all aspects of my coaching practice. But somebody who I'm working with as a colleague, as a buddy, we work together on a different level. We might share experiences, but I wouldn't expect my buddy to have more experience to be able to guide me. It might be more of a, a sounding board than, than a mentor would be. Okay, and... Um... The people who you are educating as coaches, mm -hmm. are you linking them up or do they find themselves buddies or do they get a mentor or how, how is that process going? When, um, when we were in the Welsh Government, we, we, linked, we um, joined people up, coaches, coaches and supervisors. That's still happening now. Um, I run a thing called the Coaching Network, which is outside of Welsh Government now and we do that through there. Um, for me, um, in, in my own space, it, through my own work, I um, design programs so that people are buddied up within the program. They learn how to self and peer coach, so they have that within a program. So they're already set up, ready to, ready to run with it when, once they've finished. Wow. Can you, can you tell me a bit about this coaching network? How does it work? Oh, um, okay. So this, I set this up um, when I left Welsh Government um, because I thought, well, there's lots and lots of coaches who can't access the Welsh Government Coaching Collaborative. So um, we set this up and it's based on uh, reciprocal arrangements. Everything runs on reciprocity. So there are no fees, nobody charges everything. It's all done on exchange. Many years ago, I was very fortunate and I met a man called Edgar Khan from America who established time banking. So it's built on the principles of time banking. And we have around about 500 people in the network, mostly within the UK. And we have a learning community and we share skills. We, we do that through the coaching network. I think not everybody knows what you mean by time banking. Ah, oh, okay. So um, time banking um, is very simply, it's where you exchange uh, skills rather than pay formally um, for a service or knowledge or something that you, you require and you can do that on a one-to-one -one or a group-to-group -group basis or if you want to set up the system more formally you have a bank and so you you might go and perform a service like I might go and do some coaching in the community somewhere in Wales and I don't get a, a something uh, in return for that from that community but those hours that I've given are put into the bank so there might be something in the bank that I would like like uh, somebody might want to come and cut the hedge in my garden so I'll say well I have somebody come and do some gardening for me for my coaching skills 
And it works like that. Okay, so your coaching network is a network building on the time banking, no? It's based on time banking, but the skill exchange is all coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very interesting. And um, about international network, do you have some thoughts about that? How to, how to connect with international coaches? Um, we we can we we ha on the coaching network. We have some coaches um, from across the globe. Um, not everybody's from the UK, so we share that way. Um, apart from the the methods of these kind of exchanges here today at Cultrum and um, sharing at conferences or hosting people in our, in our own country. That's that's the way we share learning through a, a network. Although I'm a big fan of um, the internet and learning communities on the internet, so I think if we can set some of those up, that's that's pretty good. Oh, that would be nice. Mm. Maybe we can have it on the website. Yeah. Uh, if we are more curious about you or about your model and what's going on, where can we find you? You can find me um, if you throw into Google um, www grays-learning and that's spelled g-r-a-y-s dash learning.co.uk and that will bring you to the website and you'll find my good self and my colleagues and um, some reports and blogs and things that we're doing and where areas where we're developing our work we're currently developing some programs with the lgbt plus community which is new for us and that's really interesting Mm, nice. So if I just look back, what have we been talking about? We have been talking about how you get people to reflect and mm. that's very important. And maybe not for one hour, just for a couple of minutes. Mm. Just ask by ourselves, uh, why are we doing this? Uh, we have been talking about taking care of yourself, number one, mm. and then taking care of your colleagues and then you, you spread it out. Um, how you can go on with your learning by a buddy or a mentor and maybe by international coaches putting on a network. Is there something more you should want to talk about and share with uh, other international coaches? Probably just my enthusiasm. Uh, I became a coach about seven or eight years ago, perhaps even longer now, and um, I'm very glad I trained as a coach and I find more uses for it every day. So if I can connect with other coaches who are as passionate about how it can bring about positive change, then I would very much welcome a conversation. Mm. All right. Well, thank you very much, Dee, for being here. And I'm looking forward tomorrow to your session and the day after tomorrow for the leaders. Um, so everybody who is more interested, uh, follow us on Twitter and follow us on this website. Thank you very much. Thank you. This podcast is made by Kulturum Design and Learning Center in Sweden.